appreciated. Out of bounds. Welcome to Out of Bounds. I'm here for the NFL divisional round playoff recap. The NFL playoffs are heating up. The games are getting so good. There's only four teams left. Um, and yeah, the divisional round is definitely when I would say the games start getting really good. Um, so let's get right into it. There's four games for me to recap, and I'm super excited to get through all of them. Um, I'm going to start with the Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, in this game, honestly, both teams started off pretty similar. Uh, they both had, you know, there were like a few punts mixed in there, but each team had like a had a field goal drive where they were able to move the ball a little bit and at least get like some convert some first downs um, and, and get into field goal position. They both go up 3-3. Three, three. Um, Baltimore then on that touchdown drive, that's when I thought, oh man, like Lamar is ready to take over the game because Lamar had a fantastic performance in this game. Um, he was 16 of 22, 152 yards passing, two touchdowns. But on the ground, he had 11 carries, 100 yards, and two touchdowns on the ground as well. The Texans really had no answer for Lamar on the ground. And that's pretty much where their issues started and lasted throughout the entire game. Um, so, yeah, like I said, you know, like I was saying, they, uh, Lamar Jackson scores a touchdown. Um, he, he leads a pretty big touchdown drive. Um, he had a 15-yard rush. He had a pass to Zay Flowers for 17 yards on that one. Um, and then he has a short pass to Aguilar. And then, you know, they go up 10-3. to 3. After that, you know, I thought, okay, man, you know, here it is. Like, the Texans, this is their time now to, like, just kind of submit. But they had a pretty shocking touchdown um, punt return by Steven Sims that literally came out of nowhere. I thought that, you know, kind of shifted the momentum in their favor. Um, the only thing that sucked is it happened with like four minutes left in the second quarter. And then after that, they force a punt by the Ravens. They have another drive where they go down in a field goal range. Like CJ Stroud is connecting on big plays to Nico Collins like we've seen all season. He connects with them for 29 yards and then 16 yards again. And they're in field goal range. But then Kaimi Fairbairn misses the field goal. And it just kind of left like, I don't know, it felt like... It's kind of dumb to think about it this way, but I felt like if they were going to win, like they needed to hit that field goal just to kind of retain momentum and have a little bit of a lead because Baltimore was going to get the ball back to start the second half. Um, And obviously, you know, they would have come out with whatever adjustments they would have been firing on all cylinders. Um, Yeah, I mean, special teams is a huge theme of this divisional round weekend, as we'll see. Like there's plenty of special teams miscues that just go a long way in shifting momentum and potentially changing the outcome of the game, honestly. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, and it did this both for the Texans. Like it got them the momentum with that punt return by touchdown by Steven Sims. Like, you know, in a game like this where you're like a heavy underdog, sometimes you need something random like that to win. But at the same time, like you're not going to win unless, you know, the Texans offense solves the problem of, how to score on that Baltimore defense, which is obviously very good. And then, you know, they also have to solve the problem of how do we stop Lamar Jackson on the other end? And they weren't, they were kind of like unable to do either, which is why they ended up losing this game. Um, You know, starting in the second half, Baltimore, like Lamar really took off running the ball. He had a, 
Well, first of all, Devin Duvernay started off with a huge return. He had 37 yards, took it all the way to the 45-yard line. Um, Lamar, you know, had a pass to Isaiah Likely for 19 yards. Lamar ran then for – he ran for his first rushing touchdown up the middle for 15 yards. Um, and then, you know, the, the Ravens' defense forces a punt. They're starting to get a little bit more pressure on C.J. Stroud, starting to stop runs, create these third-and-long situations. Um, I think, yeah, like they blew up a pass – uh, to Hutchinson for negative five yards. And then after that, it was like third and 15 after an incomplete pass to Nico Collins. Um, and at that point, like third and 15 is almost like impossible to convert. So they punt it. Then the Ravens get the ball back. Lamar, you know, he has a deep pass to Bateman, 21 yards. Um, Lamar runs it himself for 14 yards. Uh, and then after that, he has a pass to Isaiah Likely for 15 yards. At that point, you know, they go up uh, 24 to 14. And in that point, in my heart of hearts, man, I knew that game was over. Like, Lamar and the Ravens were just too dominant in that moment. And this is their year, honestly. Like, this is the year where they've been the best team um, in the AFC and arguably the NFL. Um, they've had their moments against big te- like against uh, good teams. And the Texans was an opponent that they just kind of needed to put away. And they did just that. And in the fourth quarter, they low-key started pouring it on, which is it's just insane. Like, at that point, they could have just, you know, like, chilled. But, you know, they were like, nah, let's run up the scoreboard. And they started executing on all cylinders. They scored on three touchdown drives, you know, in the second half and then kicked the field goal at the end um, after the Texans turned it over on downs. But, yeah, I mean, the Ravens win this one 34-10. Um, like I said, you know, Lamar Jackson was just unstoppable in this game. And, like, this is – the kind of playoff performance that you want to see from him. You know, he's been, I think his record is two and three now in the playoffs. I think he was one and three before this. Um, and again, in a year where you have the best team, like you have the highest seed, like you kind of want to see him step up to the moment. And he did just that. And we'll see what happens next week when he plays the chiefs. But you know, in this game that he had to take care of business, he did just that. And I give him, you know, credit for that. Um, Overall, like, the receivers didn't do that much. Like, Zay Flowers had four catches, 41 yards. Bateman had three for 39. Likely had two for 34. Um, The Ravens were just able to handle business on the ground. Like, Justice Hill, 13 carries, 66 yards. Gus Edwards, 10 carries for 40 yards. Dalvin Cook even had eight carries for 23. They ran the ball for 230 yards. Like, once you do that, you don't need to throw it, man. Like, it's easier to run the ball. Just keep handing it off. Let your linemen execute their blocks, win the way you want to, um, and good things will happen. And, you know, they they got out a couple of scores early in that third quarter, and they just never looked back. Um, yeah, and I don't know. On the Texans side, you know, C.J. Stroud, he was decent, 19 for 33, 175 yards. He wasn't sacked, but, like, he was being pressured a lot to, like, throw the ball, you know, earlier than he had to. And that team, the Texans team just kind of looked overwhelmed in this moment, which I don't blame them. Like, you know, they're a younger team now um, and they have a rookie head coach and they're going up against like the team that's probably going to make the Super Bowl. Or if not, like is a very in like, you know, was the dominant one seed of this season. Um, So it's fine. Like, I mean, if you're. Like, you can't help but be excited if you're a Texans fan. Uh, You had, like, a fantastic turnaround. This is, like, I said it last week where, you know, like, it's, it's like, the most similar thing to Andrew Luck that we've seen since, like, coming in as a rookie quarterback and just completely flipping a franchise, going from, you know, like, first overall pick to 
playoffs. And then CJ Stroud even won up Andrew Luck and won his first playoff matchup too against the Browns. Um, and, you know, that team is going to be a significant problem going forward for sure. Like CJ Stroud is only going to learn from this experience. That team is only going to learn from that experience and be better. Um, you know, overall, they were like 10 and 7 was their overall record, but they were like 4 and 4 on the road. So that's kind of what goes with being like a young quarterback and a young team. Like you have to kind of learn how to win on the road, um, especially in the playoffs when it gets hard and the game kind of bogs down. Um, and, you know, once the game bogged down for them, they were never really able to break out of it. Like their offense had one good drive where they kicked a field goal. Then outside of that, you know, they had the punt return for touchdown. And other than that, they just had nothing going on offense. Like the Ravens defense really shut down their run game. Like they were only able to run for 38 yards and – that's just impossible to win like that. Like, you need to be able to run the ball and play good defense in the playoffs. And their defense did okay for, like, you know, one half, I thought. But then, you know, obviously um, in the second half, they kind of just let go of the rope there. Um, and the Ravens end up winning this one. Um, moving on, let's go to the Packers at 49ers. This game was insane, man. Um the 49ers win a super close one, 24-21 over the Green Bay Packers. Man, I got to give Jordan Love and Aaron Jones a ton of credit. Jordan Love finished 21 for 34, 194 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Um, Aaron Jones had 18 carries for 108 yards with a long of 53. And Aaron Jones also had three catches for eight yards, including a two-point conversion that he converted. Um I don't know why I said that, but <laughs> two-point conversion that he converted. Obviously, he converted it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Packers, they played a fantastic game. Like, the only thing that kind of sucked for them is they had, like, a bunch of drives where they went down the field and they kicked, like, field goals, but they were, like, unable to really get them to be touchdowns, and that's what kind of bit them, right? Like, in the first half, they had a drive, 14 plays, 58 yards, they had another drive, 10 plays, 68 yards. That ended in a turnover of downs when they couldn't convert, like, a, a QB sneak. Um, and then they had another 10 plays, 64-yard drive. They moved the ball all over the this 49ers defense. And to only come away with six points after, like, three insanely successful drives just kind of sucks. Because, like, literally, if they had any one of those be a touchdown, like, this game might have gone to overtime and they could have won. Um but again, like you got to give them credit, like Jordan Love, and obviously he's a young quarterback. Like he's learning, like through this, like this is his first real season where he gets to play, and he had a fantastic game. Like honestly, they could have even won this game, even despite all this. Um, and like, see, even I'm looking in the second half, like, yeah, like okay, so they have a t they have two. Then in the second half is when they started like scoring their touchdown drives, nine plays, seventy five yards to start their. Uh, second half they have another play four plays 20 yards after a huge um, uh, kickoff return I think it's Nixon who went 73 yards they score a touchdown again they're up 21 to 14 the 49ers are looking scared because the Packers were on their way um, but then after that um, let's see yeah I, I think like there's a little bit of a blemish like you know Jordan Love he had like a little pass over uh, the middle that he kind of threw it a little bit high, and it was, like, tipped by Kraft. Um, and Greenlaw ended up coming up with the interception. So that kind of sucked for them. Um, and other, and then they had, like, one punt, and that's it. Like, it was two turnover drives and one missed field goal drive. 
man, on that missed field goal drive, I really thought the Packers were going to win because the score is 21 to 17 and there's like nine minutes left in the fourth quarter, but Aaron Jones just rips off a, a 53-yard run. And I was thinking like, dang, if they score here, like I don't know if this Niners offense is good enough to score twice because like they were like playing – their offense was so sloppy throughout the entire game, I thought, from San Francisco. Um, like, they did score 24 points, but, like, going across the stats, like, okay, let's see. Purdy, 23 of 39, 252 yards, one touchdown. That's not too great. Um, they obviously – they also lost Debo Samuel, like, early in the game. So, maybe that would have changed it for them because, you know, Debo Samuel can obviously generate – Hella yards after catch, and he could have made someone miss and scored, like, some insane touchdown like he does all the time. Um, but in this game, they really had to rely on Kittle and McCaffrey. McCaffrey had a pretty good game, 17 carries, 98 yards, two touchdowns. Um, he played pretty well, I would say. Kittle as well. And Jawan Jennings really stepped up. He had five catches, 61 yards. Honestly, he made a bunch of key catches without him. I don't even think they win this game. Um, but, yeah, overall, I mean, it's kind of like what I was saying before where the Packers were just kicking, like, a ton of field goals, and the 49ers were, you know... The, the thing is, the 49ers, their offense was super sloppy, but they generated big plays when they needed to, right? Um, like, Christian McCaffrey had, like a, like, a long run of 39. Kittle had a long pass of 32. Like, they were getting big plays from Kittle and McCaffrey, like, right when they needed them to, and, like, that was kind of what extended their drive and led to scores... Um, and that was honestly the difference in the game because like the pack, like I said, the Packers were more methodical. They're moving the ball down the field, but just ended with field goals, but it sucks for the Packers, man. Like you played such a good game, like three drives. Okay. They only messed up on three drives the entire game. One of them, they punted. One of them was a slight overthrow that led to an interception. Like in any other game, there's a good chance that maybe the tip doesn't even lead to a pick and it's just like incomplete. And they go down and march down and score. And then the last one, like, I think that one was pretty bad where it was, like, 52 seconds left in the game. Um, I think Jordan Love was trying to make a little bit too much happen. I feel like they didn't really have to do that because they just converted the first down. Like, you don't need a huge play. You have 52 seconds. You just need to kick a field goal at that point, um, even though it's kind of scary because your kicker missed. But, like, the at least give him a shot to, like, think about it. But he tried to make a little bit too much happen. Um, Greenlaw, I think, had two both picks on him. Like, he was just throwing into, like, tr double, triple coverage, like, across his body. I'm sure, like, when he's looking at film, he's going to want that one back. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the 49ers win a close one. Um, on their side, yeah, like, McCaffrey definitely came through clutch for them. And Purdy was, like, okay. Like, I don't know. I don't think he really did that. Like, he made a few tough throws. But a lot of them were, like, you know, like, Kittle being, like, open and, um, yeah, Kittle being open, like, down the sideline. And he was doing, like, a little bit of improv, but it wasn't, like, the greatest game. And, I don't know, I was pretty high on the 49ers, and I thought, like, you know, if they were for real, like, they could have been kind of, like, I would have expected them to win the game kind of like the Ravens did. Um, I know we're nitpicking, and, like, you know, there's, like, so many different factors because, like, they lost Debo Samuel. Um, Matt LaFleur is a good coach. Like, he has playoff experience. Like, he's not going to let up as easy compared to maybe D'Amico Ryan's. Like, obviously, Matt LaFleur is offensive-minded coach. Like, those coaches tend to do well in the playoffs. And, 
you know, like he, he has more experience than I would say than D'Amico Ryan's and his coaching staff. So maybe that's what was the difference was. Um, they also have like, you know, some guy like Aaron Jones on the offense who has like a ton of experience leading the way. Um, and yeah, I guess it, it, overall, though, still like the 49ers took care of business. Um, they're moving on to the NFC championship game. And honestly, I'm excited. But like, again, like I think. You know, whatever I echoed about the Texans, like, you could say similar stuff about the Packers, right? Like, they have a very bright future with Jordan Love. Um, winning the division with that Lions team is going to be hard. But, like, I don't know. You could argue that Jordan Love is a better quarterback than Jared Goff. And I don't think that's crazy to say. Um, or maybe if he's not right now, he will be. You could even – some people probably even take him right now. But, like, he's a fantastic quarterback. So that team is going to be tough to play. And I think if you're the Packers, like, this is a wildly successful season. Um, this was supposed to be, like, a rebuild year, and they almost, like, threatened to make the NFC Championship. And they lost because of, like, two, like, random mistakes. And it sucks. Like, that's what the playoffs are, right? Like, you can play a great game, but, like, you can just mess up, like, two or three times, and that's it. Like, that's, like, what the NFL is. Um, and we're going to talk about another game that, that ends kind of like that, too, where it's, like, they played a great game, just had a couple of miscues here and there. And that leads to a loss. Um, but overall, yeah, this was super entertaining. I, I really like this game. Uh, <clears throat> but the 49ers advance. The Packers are out. Moving on. Let's go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Detroit Lions. The Lions come away in a 31-23 victory. And they will be advancing to the NFC Championship for the first time in what feels like forever. By forever, I mean 1991 which is still a very, very long time. But <clears throat> you got to give credit to the Lions here, man. Um, that Tampa Bay Buccaneers team is super tough. Like, I have talked about it kind of throughout the year. I mean, I kind of slept on them initially. I'm not going to lie because I was like, all right, you know what? Like, they're replacing Tom Brady with Baker Mayfield. Like, this is just not going to go well. Um, but, like, the, I think I underestimated, like, the rest of that team's weapons and, like, how good they are, right? Like, they have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, who are, like, Super Bowl-level wide receivers. Like, these are 1,000-yard wide receivers. They have two of them. And on top of that, they added an established tight end option in Kate Otten. And Rashad White has also emerged as a dynamic running back who can make tons of big plays and score touchdowns, as he's shown throughout the year. Um, and, you know, I thought, you know, initially, like, the thing is for them, like, Baker Mayfield is their X factor and like how far they go is all determined by Baker Mayfield. And he had like an all over the place game. Like I don't even know how to describe it. Like he had some drives where he made throws that were utterly fantastic, but then he made some plays and some interceptions where you're just like, man, like what are you seeing on this drive? And that's kind of like the story of the game, honestly. Um as for Detroit, I mean, I thought they got off to a little bit of a slow start. Like they had a punt they ended up kicking a field goal, um, and then they did have a touchdown drive, but, you know, they kind of stalled in that middle part of the game, and then they started kicking up towards the end where they, I think they went on, let's see, three consecutive touchdown drives. That's when they kind of, like, really, you know, um, yeah, three consecutive touchdown drives. At that point, like, they went, and the uh, Tampa Bay was just unable to counter that. But, yeah, I mean, in the beginning, um, like, it, yeah, I just don't know where to start with this game because it's so all over the place. But I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield. Um, again, like, he looked fantastic on some of the drives. 
He was all over the place on others. It kind of seems like whenever you get pressure on him, um, like he just gets rattled and then he misses. He makes like a bunch of bad misses. And like the whole game, I was kind of watching. I was like, okay, like what is Baker going to do now? And he had like, I, I there was like some play that he had where he like got away from pressure and like threw it on the sideline and like completed a pass and he kept throwing it to K. Dotton who was open. And Mike Evans made a ton of tough contested catches as well. And like the Buccaneers had a real chance to win this game. I think that's the one thing that's awesome about every single game like here is like they legit have like all the teams except for the Texans pretty much were in the game and like they had a legitimate chance to win. Um, the Buccaneers did have like a missed field goal, kind of like what I talked about where special teams was so important. Um, but then, you know, the next drive, they responded with a touchdown. Like Baker Mayfield led them on like a one in one minute and 30 seconds. He led them down the field and scored a touchdown by hitting Mike Evans twice deep he hit him once for 27 yards and then again to the two yard line for 29 yards then at that point k dot and they were right there they had they were gonna score pretty much inevitably at that point um and then you know a bunch of punts to start the second half detroit's offense was pretty good i mean you know like they're a very grinded out offense like where they'll run the ball um they'll make like short passes just to convert the first down and the one thing i will say is sam laporta was like open all day for jared goff um, let's see how many catches he had. I'm going to the box score right now. He had nine catches for 65 yards, and it really did feel like it. Like he was like a great safety valve, as he's been all season. Um, Amon Ra stepped up as well. Eight catches, 77 yards for him. One touchdown as well. Um, but the stats don't really show it. But like in my opinion, I thought the star of this game for the Lions was really Jameer Gibbs. Um, he had nine carries for 74 yards, an average of 8.2 yards, and one touchdown. He had a couple of runs where I was like, dang, like he's just so explosive and he's so powerful and he's so quick. And like literally when I was watching the game, I could have sworn there were like a few reads that he missed and he still scored like a touch, like an insane touchdown. Like that guy is going to be a problem going forward. Um, I could you not like just give him like one season to like figure out what reads he's missing because he's so explosive that there's a lot of runs where he could just, like, bounce it to the outside and end up scoring. Um, and he actually did that. Like, he, there was one the r- touchdown run he had. I think he runs up the middle, makes a cut on the Bucks' safety, and just, like, beats him to the pylon. Um, and, and, like, the Lions, like, they played well on offense. You know, like, their defense was decent as well. Like, they did get four sacks on Baker Mayfield. And, honestly, that was probably enough to throw him off for enough drives for you to win the game. Um, but they still had, like they just have some players on their team that are like, like Mike Evans, man. Like you can throw whatever you want up to Mike Evans and he'll make insane contested, contested catches. He had eight catches in this game for 147 yards and one touchdown. Um, and you know, like he was like the driving force of their offense. Rashad white was like, you know, he's been great all season. This game, he was okay. Like he had nine catches, 55 yards, um, or sorry, nine carries, 55 yards, four catches, 36 yards through the air and one touchdown through the air. Um, but I feel like they weren't able to get him in, like, the big plays. Like, his longest carry was only 16 yards, um, and his longest reception was only 12. So he didn't, like, really, you know, explode. It was more like Mike Evans and Kate Otten who were making the big plays, I thought. Um, Chris Godwin also had four catches for 40 yards. Um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, other than that, like, it was a pretty – like, it was a very back-and-forth game. Um, like, see, the, the first half was, like, so, like – uh, you know, like low scoring, they're both 10-10, and then Detroit scores a touchdown, Tampa Bay ends up with a touchdown, Detroit scores a touchdown, Detroit scores a touchdown again, 
And at that point, you're like, okay, like, you know, these guys are going to kind of probably coast until the end of the game. Um, and then, you know, the Bucks actually do have one touchdown drive of their own. And then you think, like, oh, man, like, maybe – and then they for, they get the ball back, too. Like, they – the Bucks got the ball back with, let's see, um, two minutes left. So, like, they had plenty of time. Um, the only thing I don't understand – like, they, and they got the touchdown drive to Mike Evans. I think that was Mike Evans who caught that pass. Yeah, it was 16 yards. It was just like a slant route, like throw it up to Mike, like he'll catch it. Um, and the thing I was so confused at is why did the Bucks go for two here? Like they're – okay, so it, the score is 17 to 31. They're down to, uh, two touchdowns, 14 points, right? Why do they go for two? Like I don't get it. Like the only way it would have made sense to go for two would have been like, okay, like, you know, we – like want to win the game but why do you do it on your first touchdown like they i feel like they should have just kicked the extra point and that was like super weird for them like they just you know like they missed the two-point conversion um then they're down eight so now they need a touchdown and a two-point conversion but then like it's just added extra pressure like i feel like they could have just kicked the field goal there maybe because their kicker missed they were like scared of it but it's still like he still hit like a couple of extra points after that it looks like so i'm not sure yeah he had one extra point after that um and then he had another yeah he had another extra point actually too but went after the misfield goal it's like i don't know why they like lost faith in their kicker suddenly there or maybe they thought like yeah we'll just win the game here but yeah that was kind of weird i thought um and then you know the they force a punt on the lions and then the bucks get the ball back he makes a short Mayfield makes a short pass to Evans, but then right after that he throws a pick and then the game is over. Um, that was like one of those head scratcher interceptions, and you could see it because he's just like kind of standing there, he's looking down like he kind of knew he messed up. Um, but I mean, for the Bucks, like again, like all these teams like that I'm mentioning, like you can't make like the second round of the playoffs, especially most of these teams like on the NFC, which are like both like upset wins, and the Packers and the Bucks, like they had a fantastic season, like. No one probably picked them to win the first round of the playoffs. Forget being in the playoffs. Most teams probably, most people probably picked them to have like four or five wins. Instead, they make the playoffs and they have huge upsets against teams that people were calling Super Bowl favorites. Like, come on, man, that's a that's a successful season, no matter what. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Bucks are like in a weird spot just because, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like you know Baker Mayfield, like he's done enough to be their quarterback. But at the same time, like, you would probably want an upgrade if you're trying to, like, actually make another Super Bowl push. And at the same time, I'm also, like, just kind of, you know, thinking, like, how long can they keep this core together of, like, most of the players on offense and defense who are on this Super Bowl team? Um, yeah, that's another thing. Like, I just, like, don't know how long they can keep all those players there. Um, so that'll be something to monitor going forward. I mean, I've said that before, but then they keep, like, re-signing these guys and they keep, like, staying. So maybe it's not that big of a deal, but... Huge shout out to Detroit, man. They had a fantastic season. They were one of the best teams in the regular season, man. They finished twelve and five, um, and you know, as a result, they get to the NFC Championship, which is huge for them. Like this is they're getting playoff football for like the first time, and they're going to the NFC Championship. Come on, man, that's great. And the funniest thing I read all week is that the uh, Lions have made more NFC. Um, championships than the cowboys in like the past x years that shit had me dead because i was just like oh man they're just rubbing it in their face but oh man okay let's go on to the best game of the week 
this is the rivalry that everyone lives for and dies for. We're talking Chiefs, Bills. Come on, man. These teams have squared off so many times. But unfortunately, the Chiefs win every single time, as they do here. 27-24. to Kansas City wins a heartbreaker, edge rusher, whatever you want to call this game, over Buffalo. This game, oh man, this was a fantastic game. In the beginning, um, like just like the vibes of this game is insane. Like you could like feel the energy. Like I've been watching the playoffs like all like you know this week. Obviously, I watched like a lot more games than I did last week, like live. Um, but I could just feel like you could just feel the energy with this one here. Like oh man, like this means something. Um, and it was like a huge question mark, I guess, because Mahomes has been fantastic, but he's also always played at home in the playoffs. And this is the first time he's going on the road. So, like, obviously, you know, people are going to question, like, you know, how is he going to play? How is the Chiefs going to play? And throughout the regular season, the Chiefs' struggles were well-documented. But you got to give them a ton of credit here. Like, they have not shown the same weaknesses in the playoffs. Like, they just kind of flipped the switch. And here they are again, heading to another AFC Championship against the Baltimore Ravens. And obviously, the NFC AFC Championship playoff games are really fire, like, this is the best part of the football season, man, in my opinion. Like, divisional round and championship round are my favorite. Um, obviously, the Super Bowl is awesome, too, but I like having multiple good games just because, you know, I'm a football fanatic. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, like, I think just the whole vibe of the game, like, the way the Bills started off was crazy. Like, they – so Josh Allen um, – has, like, a short screen to Stephon Diggs. He fumbles the ball. Dalton Kincaid, like, luckily just, like, hit the ball away out of bounds. They threw a flag. He's like, all right, whatever. We'll take the 10 yards. Then they have an incomplete. It's third and 17. So Josh Allen and then runs. Josh Allen runs for four yards past the line of scrimmage. Then suddenly he looks back and just throws a lateral to the sideline. I was like, what the hell? I had never seen anything like that. Like, this is crazy. Like, he's, like... In that moment, like, I knew. I was like, yo, like, something is different about Josh Allen. Like, he is coming into this game ready. And I give him credit, man. He played a fantastic game. Like, Josh Allen, man. Like, I know other times they probably blamed you for these losses against the Chiefs. But I'm telling you, this one is not on Josh Allen. Josh Allen was sitting there. He was making insane. Like, no one has seen that where he, like, runs four yards and laterals to the sideline. Who's doing that? No one is doing that. And then he also had a ton of deep passes. That he hit, that he threw on a rope to Stephon Diggs. Um, Sherfield had a drop. Sherfield, I think, had two. Oh, he had like two catchable balls. But like, and even despite that, they were like right there. Um, they, they were right there for winning the game. But like, Josh Allen, man, he played, like, the stat won't tell you it, but if you watch the game, like, you could tell that like Josh Allen was fantastic. He finished 26 of 39, 186 yards, one touchdown. Um, he also had 12 carries for 72 yards, man. He was a menace on the ground. Like, I just have so much respect for him because he was sacrificing his body. Like, he was, like, not shot. He was not sliding. He's like, this is my moment, man. Like, I'm going to give it my all. And he did that. Like, he played well. Like, he played fantastic. He had two touchdowns on the ground, too. So, three total touchdowns. Like, all the touchdowns was just Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. Um, yeah, he was great in this game. Um Kincaid was their, like, you know, leading receiver. He had five catches for 45 yards. Shakir also had seven catches for 44 yards. 
In my opinion, I think Stefan Diggs is probably the biggest disappointment of this game. Um, three catches, 21 yards, and obviously the big disappointing drop. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, and, and then Sherfield, uh, let's see, he also had, like, he only had one catch for seven yards, but, like, the two other targets that he got were, like, both deep passes that, like, had he just made one of those catches, um, that, like, just changes the whole complexion of the game. Like, you convert on a big play. Like, the thing is, for the Chiefs, like, they were getting, like, decent plays. Like, I don't – like, yeah, Kelsey, I would say, yeah, Kelsey and uh, MBS, eh, I don't know what I'm saying. Like, I guess they did make big plays. But the thing is, the Bills had a chance to counter with big plays of their own to kind of snatch some momentum, and they were just never able to do so. Um, on the Chiefs' side, you know, Mahomes, 17 of 23, 215 yards, two touchdowns. Pacheco had 15 carries for 97 yards. He also had one touchdown. Um, yeah, Kelsey was fantastic in this game. Five catches, 75 yards, two touchdowns. I got to give him credit. Um, he played super well. Or she Rice, too, four catches, 47 yards. And MVS, you know, he also he uh, they, two catches were 62 yards. Like, those were pretty big. Um, he's had a fair share of drops, like, you know, earlier in the season. Um, but not there. So now that I've read through the stats, I'm going to kind of just go through the game script kind of. Um, yeah, the Bills start with a field goal drive. Chiefs answer with their own. Um, the Bills then go on a touchdown drive. It kind of slows up. Um, I, I guess the middle part of the game is, like, when it gets, like, super insane. Um, let's see. Like, it's 13-10. Or it's 10-6 th- it's Buffalo. Then the Chiefs score a touchdown. Buffalo scores a touchdown. Um, the Chiefs had a huge play to Cly- uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I don't know where Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is running running wild. Um, and then the Bills respond 12 plays, 75 yards. I think Latavius Murray had a couple of nice had a nice catch on this one. He, uh, a couple of nice catches. Um, Josh Allen had a big run. Um, and then he runs it in himself for the two-yard touchdown to go up 17-13. Then, like, the beginning of the second half, Chiefs touchdown, Bills touchdown, Chiefs touchdown again. And then this is where... We need to stop and just focus on how insane this game got. So the Bills, they get to, they're on their own 25-yard line. It's fourth and five. I can kind of feel where they're coming from somewhat because it's like an intense game. Like Kansas City offense is rolling. They've scored two touchdowns and you're about to punt it back to them. Maybe Buffalo is scared that, okay, if we punt this, like I don't think we can catch up to them. So they come up with a fake punt. And the fake punt is a direct snap to DeMar Hamlin, who gets two yards. Like, a fake punt run? I think, like, they and from everything I saw, like, the commentators, they were saying that, you know, they had enough blockers that they should have overwhelmed the Chiefs. But at the same time, if you're running that up the middle, that's, like, hard to do. So I don't really get that logic there. I don't know why they called that. Like, if you're going to, like, maybe just go for it, like, with your offense on fourth and five. Like, I think, like, the Bills' offense was pretty good, and they converted a good amount of fourth downs. So, like, maybe they could have just converted it. I think that part was just super weird. Like, I don't know why they were doing all that. Um, but, yeah, that that fake punt, like, changed the momentum of the game because now instead of, like, instead of punting and hoping your defense can hold, you've given the Chiefs the ball at the 30-yard line. And then they got so bailed out. Like, the Chiefs, this is the, like, shakiest part of the game for the Chiefs. 
Like, I don't know why Andy Reid was obsessed with giving McCole Hardman a touchdown because he tried to get him twice on the end, on the red zone, and he just never got it. But, like, literally, you probably could have given that ball to Rashid. You could have given it to Pacheco, and the Chiefs would have scored here, and it would have been, they would have been up 10 points at that point, and then it would really would have been hard for the Bills to come back just because, you know, the, the uh, Chiefs' offense was unstoppable. And then they fumble out of the back of the end zone. It's a touchback. When the Bills end up punting, so they don't salvage that, and then the Chiefs end up punting. So it's like, okay, man, like your defense can force a punt on the Chiefs. Like, why go for it there? Like, you have the whole fourth quarter. Like, they're not gonna go on a 13-minute drive here. Like, come on, man. So that that was I, I just didn't really like that logic. Um, but then after the Chiefs punt, this is where the game gets crazy. Um it's first and ten. Josh Allen probably throws the ball 70 yards in the air to Stephon Diggs, who literally had a shot. This might be, like, in live television, this might be the highest I've seen a ball go, like, in the air. Like, it was, like, so up there. Like, you're, like, just looking at the ball, like, up there. And it falls perfectly into Stephon Diggs. And Stephon Diggs, like, jumps and misses. And I'm like, come on, bro. Like, that was his moment, man. Like, Stephon Diggs, man, he really made no impression on this game, like, you need your best players to step up big when these games are – when it's time for these games. Like, Kelsey stepped up. Like, Mahomes stepped up. Like, Josh Allen stepped up. But no Stephon Diggs, man. That I think that's where they, like, really lack. Like, he didn't make any sort of game-changing plays to, like, think, like, oh, man, like, we got to cover him now. Like, he was mainly Dalton Kincaid, I guess. And then Josh Allen just running the ball. And even James Cook running the ball. But, yeah, and that was the biggest missed opportunity of the game right there. Um and then, you know, they still drive down there. Um, and then here's the part that's just, like, so sad. Like, jo- even despite all this, Josh Allen, man, still put this team on his back. And he's running them down there. They're at the 26-yard line. Tyler Bass, he kicks the field goal. The wind is just going crazy. The wind just picks the ball and throws it, like, 15 yards that way. And the kick is no good. They miss. At that point, the Chiefs can just kneel it out pretty much. Um, and that was the end of the game. Honestly, the, the Bills have had so many disappointing losses to the Chiefs, I kind of feel bad. But, like, this one, you cannot say it's on Josh Allen, man. And this time, they even had home home field advantage, and they still weren't able to take advantage of it. Like, the Chiefs still, you know, the Chiefs, man, I give them credit. Like, this is where I thought finally the Chiefs would fall, and still they're like, no, Rod, you're an idiot. Why do you keep picking against us? And I don't know, man. Like, they're just a menace of a team, like, Mahomes has made the AFC Championship all six seasons that he's played. All six. So, like, if that's his floor, like, what is any team in the AFC supposed to do, man? Like, there's just very few seasons. I was, like, even saying this to my friends who I was with. But I was just like, dude, there's very few seasons that it feels like the Chiefs are, like, going to be weak. And this felt like one of them. Like, they finished 11-6. and six. They didn't even get, like, they were on the road for this playoff game. And they still made it all the way to the AFC Championship game. Now, they have to go on the road and play a very tough Baltimore team. I think I'm still going to rock with Baltimore because that was my super, uh, pick on the that I made on the podcast, so I'm going to stick with that. But damn, man, damn. Like, this is just a crazy, this is just a crazy um, game and crazy outcome. But congrats to the Chiefs, man. Very disappointing loss for the Bills, obviously. For the Bills, like, there's nothing else that you really want to do, man. Like, you, like, you've done everything in the regular season, like, you can make it to the playoffs, but, like, if you can't make it past the Chiefs, like, unfortunately, they always get matched up with them every single time. 
Um, but like also like it seems like if the sheep if the Bills won a Super Bowl, like they have to beat the Chiefs. Like it kind of rem- like I don't know. I know it's not accurate to call it like Brady and Manning, but it's like okay, like Peyton Manning, like no matter what, like you're gonna face the Patriots at some point. Like you gotta beat them if you want to win a Super Bowl. And that's what he did. Like the two times he went to the Super Bowl when he was in the Colts, like he had to beat the Patriots. Even with the Broncos, he had to beat the Patriots. So like maybe he'll do it, but like oh man, like it's just I feel like it's just so rough and. It's going to be hard, but let's see. I hope to get matched up again next season because that's awesome football, man. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Um, I'll talk to you guys next week. Okay, bye.